0: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, part of the Squib Kick Radio Network. We're on episode 16, and I'm joined here today by Matt Squared. How are you guys doing today?
1: Hi, Kenny. I'm doing really good today. Thank
2: you. Is it cold, Matt? No, it's tepidote.
1: You took my
0: word.
2: I'm also doing quite well today.
0: Glad to hear it, guys. Uh, So we're going to get things kicked off by talking... uh, some Celtics uh, injury troubles. Uh it started with Gordon Hayward, but it's now uh moved over to Kemba Walker, who uh had a really really poor injury the other night and I didn't actually see it, but I know that Matt did. So Matt, what was the situation?
1: Well, yeah, Kemba was playing defense. He went to get a ball and he ran uh head first into if his I think his name, semi Ojalewi. <laughs> semi-ogile gotcha yeah, close enough and uh had to leave on a stretcher had a neck brace on but it's all looking good right now but uh a little scary moment for the Celtics but Kem out for about a week now so we'll see how they do without him there but at least he's not dead I guess <laughs> <laughs> I mean that
0: is a huge plus obviously <laughs> you know? uh yeah this is definitely going to pose some issues for the Celtics as I said Hayward is already missing some time as well but uh we do have uh, actually a Celtics player that you can pick up in fantasy later that uh, we'll be touching on. But uh, outside of that, we also saw a pretty incredible uh, game last night from one of the up-and-coming guys in the league. And that's Zach Levine. Uh, I was noted as calling him a bust at the start of the year. So I will eat those words. Uh, but he had 49 points last night, including 13 threes. So what was your thoughts on that? He, a fight.
1: he, he hit an ice-cold game winner there. Two against uh, my second team, the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh, I've, that's, never, that's I've, never, second, told you, I've never told team. you guys that, but there's a reason why I never told you that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're bad. But yeah, Levine definitely not looking as much of a bust as you uh, once thought. But also, shout out to Trey Young dropping a triple double on the Raptors. Got to respect the man.
2: You had a good step back that game, too. But yeah, Levine, 0.8 seconds left, hit the, hit the game winner to ice it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they,
0: they were trailing pretty big in that game too, and the fact that he, he hit a three earlier where he banked it in, and then they were able to steal one off the inbound in order to hit the game winner, that was pretty huge. Uh, it definitely hurt Charlotte's chances of making the playoffs, that's for sure, uh, as they were already on the outside looking in, but, you know, every dog has its silver lining, so, you know, that's just <laughs> it's just the way that it goes. Uh, so next up, uh, we're going to go straight into our uh, power rankings. Uh, it's actually not ours. I should say Matt Squared's power rankings. Uh, the guys have been putting together this list, I think, for a pretty considerable amount of time. And so uh, I'm curious to see where they have, uh, have these teams.
1: A considerable amount of time. Thank you for the uh, love. But no, number one, uh, same time as last year, last year, last two weeks ago. Uh, the Lakers are still number one. They're still winning. They're still beating teams. Their last loss was against the Raptors there, and they haven't lost since. They're always looking better somehow. And, I mean, KCP has actually looked like he stepped up a little bit here. He's making some shots now. So, I mean, if they finally unlock him, like I said last time, it's just going to be deadly.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's their, this is their second seven-game win streak already of the year, which is pretty crazy. As you said, they their last loss was to the Raptors, and they opened to losing to the Clippers. But... They squeaked one out last night against the Grizzlies. Um, not going to lie, I did bet against the Lakers last Ooh. night because it seemed like an upset waiting to happen. They were coming on a back to back, and uh, Memphis was at home. And I mean, they're wearing their sick vintage jerseys last night, too. So you can't forget about those.
1: Yeah. And maybe hurt uh, hating on them a little bit. But I mean, besides Phoenix, when they actually look somewhat like they might compete, like they haven't played too many good teams there. They had a close one against Memphis, but I mean OKC twice, Atlanta, Sacramento, Golden State. But they're still winning the games they should win. It's when we'll see once they they've got some Dallas, Denver, Utah coming up and that'll be a real test for them to make sure they're still playing like they should to be number 1.
0: We also uh they're facing uh Chamberlain Spurs on Monday. I'm sure that's going to go well, right?
1: The uh what are they now? 78 and 6. Yeah, that's uh that's what they're going to be. And that's
2: the <laughs> That's that's factual. Even though it's the first eight-game eight losing streak in the Popovich era, they will turn it around because Pop can do that.
0: Six and 11. So, yeah, the best they can do now is uh,
2: 71 and 11. It's not the best they can do. It's what they will do.
0: Oh, sorry. I should have clarified. Thank you. <laughs> Who have you guys got at number
2: two? So, at number two, we have the Bucs. They've been playing well. Uh, they've been starting to put it together a little bit better with uh, starting to adjust a little bit without having brogged in there. And they're beating the teams that they should beat every game. Like I said, for the most part, they're in it or in control of it.
1: That's pretty much what I have on the box. Matt, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, you know, same thing as with the Lakers. Like They haven't had too many tough teams, so to speak, in the last games here. I mean, Chicago, they've had Indiana, Chicago twice. Who have been looking better? Atlanta. I mean, Portland should be a tougher game, but Portland's been struggling too. Lost to the Cavs <laughs> last night. That was
0: just a gross
1: yeah. game. And uh, shout out to Carmelo on the Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, it's good to see Melo back in the league. I mean, he's uh, he didn't play well the other night, that's for sure. But uh, I think he just... Needs some reps, and I just see him more so as a guy that you could use in the playoffs because you know he could
2: maybe give you like a random twenty point game in a series because he's just that good. It's True, and he's an
1: elite playoff performer that can carry you to the finals, as we all seen in Denver. I think with Carmelo, they're just gonna um, they're gonna throw him in for five minutes, see if he's gonna ignite a spark, and if not, they're just gonna take him out again.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as you said, the Bucks, their only losses are Miami, Boston, and Utah, which I'm assuming all three of those teams are featured on the list, but you know, I haven't seen the list, so uh, they're definitely beating the teams that they should. Uh this week they get Utah again and then Atlanta, Cleveland, Charlotte. So if they come out of their three and one at worst, then I mean they're they're
1: laughing. So Still doing good. Um number three there had to go with the uh, Denver Nuggets. There's like eight. There's like eight teams that have eleven wins. So we're kind of scr- struggling to put them all in a place. But the Nuggets only had three losses. Still got more games above. Team's still Team still gelling. They're still winning what they need to. They had a loss against the Hawks not too long ago. Which, I mean, the Hawks seem like the kind of team that could just steal games from teams the whole year with their, especially with Trey Young. But uh, I mean, they're still doing what they need to do. Hopefully Jokic starts picking it up a bit more. He's still not MVP caliber yet. But. Is Jokic in the
0: top 10 of MVP voting right now? I, I don't that, think so. That, that's, that's a tough one. Um, we've all had ice cold takes. Mine is Zach Levine. Yours is Jokic. We haven't come across Chamberlain's yet, but I think there we will hear it every podcast, <laughs> It might be the Spurs. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, that's it. Uh, actually, Denver, I'm glad that you guys had them as high as you did because... I mean, this past week, like, they beat Houston and Boston, both at home, but those are quality teams. Uh, Also beat Memphis on the road pretty handily. So, yeah, I mean, Denver's looked really impressive. They're playing the Suns as we speak. Uh, I'm assuming, oh, they're up two uh, near the end of the third. So I'm assuming that they're going to hold on to win that game because I don't have as much faith in Phoenix
2: as others, but we'll see. Uh, Number four, we have the Mavericks. Oh, I love it because part of it is just the talent they have on this team with Luca going off every game. I think he's had one game where he's had like eight points only, but even then he was still close to like a triple-double with that. He's been hitting all the shots. The team's flowing through him and just putting together a good season for his team.
1: Yeah, and uh, same thing. They got big wins against the Raptors and the Rockets there. And I mean, what, Luca's averaging, luca has got like over 40 points a game in his past like three games or something. Darn near triple doubles every time. Like, it's time to talk, is Luca in the MVP race or not? That's what we got to wonder here.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, if you just look at his last six games, he's had a double double in all of them and a triple double in three of them. And those are some games where like against Houston today, he had 41, 10 and six, which is incredibly impressive he he completely outperformed Harden today I mean Harden was 32 11 and 9 but I mean Luka got the W and they won by 14 which also over the last three games they've scored over 130 points in all of them so this is definitely a team that's getting buckets and they're they're their ride or dies through Luka because I think we can agree Porzingis has been okay but yeah Hardaway today also at 31, so it was good to see him have a good outing.
1: But I think is going to pick it up. Like He's averaging, like I think it was 18, 9 boards. Like he still has a lot to grow. I think he's still really slow from missing a whole year coming off that injury. Uh, I hope he picks it up. I like the man, especially after he uh, gave hell to the Knicks because of what they did to him. But uh, I think he's going to bring it up, and then they're just going to be even more scary somehow.
2: Yeah, and it's like we said with the 130. During that stretch, though, I think... Like you said, Hardaway's put up 30 points in all three of those games and shot pretty well, so.
0: Yeah, he's only averaging 11 on the year, but most of those have come in the last couple of games. Um, Hardaway's the only other guy outside of those two that's actually in uh, double-digit scoring, so they're getting a lot of, like, okay production. Like, there's, by the looks of it, there's about seven or eight guys who are averaging eight or seven or eight points a game, so. At least they're getting scoring from other places. I just wish that they had like a third option that was a little more reliable than Hardaway. Hardaway is someone that you would just like to be you know, in your starting lineup, but maybe not necessarily
1: like your go-to guy. Hmm. Number five, with the Los Angeles Clippers there. Uh, one of the big reasons they jumped up a few spots here on us. Two big wins against uh, Boston and Houston coming in there. Tough teams, good wins. Uh, Boston went to OT there. That was a good game, too. I mean, the question remains, like, how are they going to do without Kawhi? He hasn't looked the same. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of
0: wondering Kawhi's if it is looked a actual... bit slow, too. It seems like an injury issue, though. Like, is, oh, was yeah. it his knee that's been the issue? Because he missed three straight like a, games. I think it was
1: his groin or something, but he's got to... Like, that's definitely the question is, how are they going to do without him? Because if they can't pull, like, how the Raptors did with, uh, what, like, 20 and 4, like, they might not be even having home court advantage to start. So, yeah, it, it's good to
0: see them knock off Houston and Boston, both tight games. Tight game with OKC too the game before that. Um but this team does seem like Lou Williams, luckily they have him as like a pretty reliable 20 point guy.
1: Lou will can score, he just can't play defense to
0: save his life. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. He's he's kind of a liability there. I'm just I'm going to be terrified come playoff time when they're going to be able to roll out as their starting five beverly lou williams Kawhi, paul george and harrell like i didn't think that this team was necessarily a regular season team it's just not a team that you want to face at all in the playoffs because yeah.
1: even if they don't have home court they're still going to be scary
0: oh for sure and i mean when they meet the lakers in the west final there's really no home court anyways
1: so also shout out to uh, beverly for getting fined for flopping their five thousand bucks. bucks i think that's the first time in, like two years that They've uh, charged someone for flopping, so that's surprising. <laughs> yes. They finally started it again, I guess. But uh.
0: yeah, but his was so absurd <laughs> against Harden. Like Harden wasn't even touching him, and he was just like falling over. And, and I mean, yeah. he clobbered Harden on that three that he hit too. So,
1: and for what it's worth, five thousand dollars to Patrick Beverly is the equivalent of twenty dollars to someone who makes fifty thousand dollars a year. So, oh, good, not a lot.
0: I love that fact. Great job. Great research, guys. <laughs> the guys in the research booth have definitely been helping us out.
2: Uh, for number six, we have the Boston Celtics. That might change a little bit with the uh, injuries that have happened. But throughout the first part, bit of the season, they've they've played well. They've lost to Philly, uh, Phoenix, and the Clippers. I mean, sorry, Phoenix, the Clippers, and Denver for, like, the three, like, better teams that they've lost to. And then Sacramento squeaked one out against them. But you know what I mean, when you have three losses to, like we said, probably the top five teams in the league, you can't really knock that for your production so far in the season. It shows that they've been putting it together well. It's just whether or not they can stay in this position with the injury troubles that they're currently having.
0: Yeah, and I mean, all those games are on the road, too. Like, they are on a Western trip right now. They just finished it. Sorry, it was a five-game trip. And I mean, yeah, you beat Golden State and Phoenix, which you probably should. The Clipper, or The Kings loss isn't great. I mean... It's a one-point loss, but that's a game that you should win. But, I mean, they played the Clippers and Denver really tight, like both single-point wins for the other teams. So I like what I'm seeing from the Celtics. Tatum's really taking the next step. Like, against the Clippers, he had that one step back over Paul George. Like, he had crossed him up and then hit the shot. Like, that's what you really want to see because they've been banking on this guy being the future.
1: Tatum, so. uh, Smart's been looking really good, too. I like what he's doing out there. I think the question for the Celtics is, are they going to stay healthy? It seems like a lot of guys are getting injured here and there. I mean, Jalen Brown's been injured a lot too. He hasn't been doing as well as I wanted him to do on my fantasy team. Injuries aren't helping, but I think that's the question for this team. Are they going to stay healthy enough to compete?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at their schedule too over the next couple weeks, like they get that Sacramento game again and then Brooklyn uh, home and home. Then you get Knicks. Miami and Denver will be a bit tougher. But, you know, there's a lot of winnable games in there. They just need to make sure that they're winning those. And, I mean, even if they're losing to Denver or Miami, like it's a long season, it's okay if that happens. So, no, I'm glad you guys had the Celtics this side.
1: Number seven uh, had the Toronto Raptors there. Uh, you know, playing good games, playing good basketball. They've had two key injuries with Lowry and Ibaka, but a lot of their young guys are stepping up in there. Uh, They've been winning the games. last loss was to Dallas. Um, I mean, they haven't had too many tough guys, which is why we had to put them a bit lower because they had Atlanta or Orlando and Charlotte. They're not exactly tough. So that's why they dipped a little bit. But I mean, Chris Boucher has been looking good for a guy who looks like he could get knocked over with a strong wind. (laughs) Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Terrence Davis, undrafted free agent. Guys are stepping up and it's showing that they do have more than just their starting five, which is what people thought they might only have this year.
0: Yeah, that's fair for sure. Um, Toronto, yeah, they're beating the teams that they should. Um, Siakam's definitely in the MVP conversation with them being at 11 and four right now. And it's actually not that inconceivable to think that he could win most improved player again, because Double he's jumped improved. from like nine to 18. And I think now he's up to like 28 points a game or something like he could win it back-to-back years, and I don't think that's crazy to think. Like, obviously, there's other guys like Devontae Graham and Brogdon. But, yeah, I Siakam's been unreal. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's really stepped up with Lowry being out. And, yeah, I think it just goes to show how good the Raptors are at developing players because the fact that guys like Boucher are coming in and being productive, like, right away, like, they're really using their G League affiliate and, like, growing guys yeah. there
1: looking good i want to keep it up
2: and then for just wait seven i mean eight sorry everybody uh we have the utah jazz they've been starting to pull it together a little bit better uh conley's pulling himself out of the trash can that he was living in at the start of the season slowly nice. but he's getting out yeah like that's, that's what i'm getting at. like his field goal percentage still isn't the best but he's starting to play a little bit better what is a necessity for that team to pull out home court in that division. And they've still been losing a little bit sporadically to different teams. They beat some, it's just the consistency, right? Cause they've lost, they beat, uh, I was about to say golden state. Like that was impressive, but that's not, <laughs> that's not impressive anymore. Just force it's, a habit, yeah. but they beat Milwaukee, Philly, but then they lose to the Clippers and Sacramento. Like they just can't put it together consistently.
0: Yeah, the back-to-back losses with Memphis and Minnesota hurt, but at least then they went to Minnesota and beat them, and then beating Golden State and the Pelicans, you, you know, you have to win those games. Um, the Pelicans without Zion and the Warriors without their starting five <laughs> is, is definitely uh, games that you have to win. Uh, we're going to learn quite a bit about this uh, Utah team over the next little bit because their next six games, they've got Milwaukee, Indiana, at Memphis, at Toronto, at Philly, and at home versus the Lakers. So that's going to be a really tough stretch for them. I think if they could even come out of that at 500, they'd be laughing. So, yeah, Yeah. definitely Conley is slightly out of the trash can.
1: Hopefully he gets more out of the trash can. I need him for fantasy, but number nine, uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Kind of same thing with Utah. Like, they just they're finding a bit more here. Still got a few tough losses there, but they're winning the games they should. I think this they're gonna play the Raptors here, Utah. Um, apparently Joel Embiid will not talk trash anymore. A little known fact. I don't know if that's gonna help them or hurt them, but uh, I guess Drake can't taunt them anymore. <laughs> oh,
0: it's fair enough. Right. I I would have had Philly a little bit higher, only because their win that they had last night over Miami was an absolute beatdown. Like they were up like nearly forty points in the third quarter. I, and it was Butler's return to Philly after last year. Um, I know that they haven't had a lot of competition outside of that. Like, as you said, Spurs, Knicks, Cleveland, and then they've had a couple bad losses. But I could have seen them a little bit higher just because that yeah. Miami win was so impressive. Um, yeah. It still comes down to the fact that they don't really have a bench like yeah, like I we knew should, that at the start. We probably of the year, should have though. put him
1: higher because Ben Simmons hit an in-game three, not just a preseason, and his first one in an NBA game. That's so a little. That's little, sad more little, than anything. Hey, that's for Ben Simmons. Yeah, he's finally, finally also shooting.
0: Richardson with 32 last night against his old team. So that was good to see. He was 11 of 15 shooting. It's six
2: threes. After you said Richard, after we were talking about Simmons, I thought you were about to bring in Richard Simmons. It was a little bit out there, but anyways. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Fan of the pod, Richard Simmons. <laughs> Shout out to him. Little known fact. <laughs> so, and then uh, for number 10, we have the Heatles. It's just like you said. Heedles. How, you know, I mean that impressive win that the Sixers had against the Heat. Uh, kind of put them above them, and just like OJ said, we should probably have them a little bit higher. But part of the reason, too, that uh, we put them here is they are using a lot of young guys, and it's just the consistency with them. Yeah, they're playing well. Will they turn out to be good players? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, starting out in the league, it's hard to tie together a consecutively good season with no lulls.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you're right about the young guys. Like, they brought up that Duncan Robinson guy, and against Cleveland, he drops 29. But then on the last two games, he's had eight points and four points. So it definitely goes to show that there's going to be some growing pains with Miami. Um, I've I've been impressed with them just because they have had guys like Nunn and uh, Robinson that have stepped up and Tyler Hero has been solid. I think it's, can they put it all together and, you know, come together as a unit? I could see them finishing top four in the East. Uh, it's just going to be, they've also had some injury issues because I think, Winslow's missed some time and there's a few other guys that have been out obviously you know elite Dion Waiters not being there has hurt them so I yeah so I guess the notable omission would have been the would have been the Rockets so yeah. uh, <clears throat> you commented
1: on this we had the Rockets at number 11 because well we didn't want to put them top 10 but we couldn't leave them off the list. Which Kenny said I'm not used to the ESPN Top 11 list, so we removed them from the list. But now he's talking about them anyways. So I guess we're going to talk about the Rockets here. We have the Rockets at number 11 because mostly because they've had two, three big losses in a row. Not big in terms of points wise, but against Denver, LA Clippers, and Dallas. Like those are teams. Like if they want to be top five power rankings, those are they got to at least win like one of those.
0: And their next 10 games, by the look of it, they've got outside of Miami and Toronto. It's a pretty easy yeah. schedule. Like they, they should be able to go 8-2, 7-3 over that stretch.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still looking. <clears throat> um, one thing I noticed, I watched a few other games, like the team seemed to realize that Westbrook just cannot hit a 3. So they've started just a double hard, and That's just kind of making it tough for them. So I think they're going to have to find a better way to utilize hard uh Westbrook in their offense there,
0: and I've seen quite a few people on social media complaining about double teams, and it's like, well, it's smart then if the guy can't hit threes, then maybe you shouldn't have him in the game. Like as much as I love Russell Westbrook and think that he's an elite player in the league, like maybe you should be throwing a different guy out there with him. Eric it Gordon, seems like it's
1: the thing we were questioning before the year started. Is like how are they going to gel? And it seems like they're doing all right together, but like Westbrook still doesn't really understand how to play as not the number one guy anymore. Or like since Harden's basically like Westbrook kind of, it's tougher for him. I've for sure.
0: definitely been disappointed knowing that I drafted Russell Westbrook in the first round. However, I also drafted Luka Doncic in the second. So I feel like that's made up for it. So yeah, hopefully Westbrook turns it around and Luka continues to, you know, Triple double every night.
2: And I think us saying turn it around is a little bit harsh for Westbrook, but just adjust to actually, you know, I mean, becoming a more cutting player and, and not fit in better, yeah. Ball dominant as much.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, he's still averaging 22, 7, and 7. So it's not like it's bad. It's just.
1: It could be better.
0: Yeah, because, you know, you're used to Westbrook being like a 28, 9, and 10 guy, basically. So, I. Uh, it's something that they're going to have to figure out. I think over, with time, they will. Uh, they're going to figure out how to burn these double teams. And so teams have to play them a little more legit. But it's tough to do like mid-season, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I like your guys' list. Uh, outside of, you know, you sandbagging me about the Rockets thing. I mean, it was it was a pretty solid segment. So, way to go, guys. I'm glad we prepared so much for it. Uh, Next up, we've got our (laughs) games that we bet on every week. Uh, This hasn't been going well for me. Uh, These guys are smiling because it has been going a lot better for them. Uh, Last week uh, was quite a few tough results. Um, We had Chamberlain taking the Suns, which did not go well. Uh, So OJ and I took the win there. Uh, Then OJ took the Warriors over the Grizzlies and pulled that one out. Uh, to Chamberlain in my dismay, and then uh, Matt took the Clippers against the Rockets, so he wins that one. Uh, so with that, through three weeks of the season, uh, OJ's sitting at six and three, Chamberlain's at five and four, and I'm a lowly three and six. Nice. Yeah, Chamberlain's fired up about those results. Uh, so the games we've got this week, uh, we've got the Celtics uh, versus the Suns. Uh, who you guys got in that one?
1: Um, I'm taking the Celtics for that one.
0: I'm going to take the Celtics as well. And I believe Chamberlain, you're you're a Suns guy this week, eh?
2: I honestly forgot, but yeah, I'm going to lock that
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> Completely fair. Uh, with that, we also have... Oh, sorry, that's last week's games. I'm just stupid. November yes. 25th, we've got Raptors versus 76ers. Uh, OJ and I are taking the Raptors. Cheers. Chamberlain's got the 76ers. On the 27th, we've got the Heat versus the Rockets. Uh, Chamberlain and I are taking the Rockets with OJ taking the Heat. Beatles. And on the 29th, our garbage game of the week is going to be between the Pelicans and the Thunder. OJ is going to take the uh, Pelicans, and Chamberlain and I are going to take the Thunder. I don't feel confident. I tried to ride it out with OJ, being that he's 6-3, and because apparently I need help. Yeah, Dude, you do need help. Follow me, man. <laughs> You're one game ahead of me, okay? <laughs>
1: That's one more than you
0: are. I'm trying to get him to to lead me to the promised land. Uh, So next up, we've got our fantasy basketball pickups of the week. Um, For those of you that have been picking up these players, I I hope it's been working out. There's been uh, the odd game that's gone well for you. So uh, this week, our guard that you should pick up, Brad Brad Wanamaker for the Celtics. That being because uh, Kemba... You know Kemba being out for a few games, he's going to have an increased role for them. Uh, outside of Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, they don't really have a lot of guards. so uh, That's one guy that you should keep an eye out for. He's only 4% owned on Yahoo. Uh, then we've got DeAndre Hunter as the forward to pick up. He's actually really stepped up for Atlanta over the last week or so. He is a rookie, so it's tough to know how consistent he's going to be. But as of right now, he's been really solid over the last week. And lastly, at the center position, we've got Scalabissier uh, for Portland. He's 8% owned. He had a big night uh, last week for them. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to pick those guys up in fantasy. Be sure to. I love how you
2: sound so confident when you say be sure. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I'm confident in those pickups. Uh, so, lastly, we've got a little bit of a fantasy update in our league. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? I've had a good week.
1: I've had I've set my lineup every day this week, which is uh, so I might actually win for once. Are you playing Pat this week? Is Um, that you? I can't tell because you're both Matt. Yeah, I'm Matt. Team. What Matt? Your team team? one. Your team
0: one. Okay, so you've got Patrick this week, so that's looking like a win for you. Uh, Matt Chamberlain looks like it's going to be a tough loss against Daryl, but. I mean, he is the number three team in the
2: league. So. It also helps that uh, my first three picks are starting to get healthy. Uh, so that's going to help. Yeah, because you picked a good lineup. Yeah, you know, uh, Junior, uh, George, and Lowry are doing great. Glad to hear it.
0: Uh, yeah, this week I am up big time against Andre, mostly due to Russell Westbrook, Luka Doncic, and Capella absolutely feasting this week. So that's been huge for me. Uh, next week we've got, I'm taking on Pat, and then we've got OJ taking on the number two Dylan Elgert, Oof. and That's an L. we've got uh, Matt Chamberlain taking on former member of the pod Jet Folk. So uh, I expect some wins here, guys.
1: Okay. I would, I would be losing every other game except against the guy I'm playing right now, so <laughs> I don't expect to win next week.
0: Glad to hear it, guys. Uh, so in the standings, I'm currently fourth in our league. Uh Matt Chamberlain is seventh and then well OJ's last place. So hopefully you can turn it around. You actually drafted a team, so it would be nice I'm to just, see you. I'm just win gonna win wholesale
1: the team. Just wholesale everyone.
0: Okay, we'll talk trade after yeah. the pod. No, just kidding. We won't collude. That's that's collusion. Not okay. That's not okay to do. Uh so that wraps things up for this week's episode of the shooter shoot basketball podcast. Uh be sure to check us out on iTunes. Uh, Spotify and Podbean, as well as all of our social media platforms, and we'll see you guys next week.